the laws of creation are immovable. Like the law of gravity is gravity. You can't change it, you know, and so are the laws. If you keep putting energy into something long enough, by law, it will come back to you. Everybody, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Evolution Podcast. With us here are Ethan P. Heisey. Good morning. And Mr. Johnson. What's going on, guys? As always, I hope you're having a super fantastic day. And if not, let's see if we can do it and make it better. Awesome. And you guys know, you know that this is uh, a show where Ethan and I are mentees of Mr. Johnson, uh, which we refer to as Mr. J. And Mr. J is here to speak the truth. Um, and this Sunday, we were on a call and uh, we were going through some, some things. And we said, wow, the topic should be how to have hard conversations. Um, so, Mr. J, want to take it away? Sure. Okay, guys, what are we talking about? As always, I'm here with my guys, Ethan, and my guys, Siki, as always. You guys know how I feel about them. But the, what I wanted to talk to everyone today about is how do you have hard conversations, particularly in business, and not just in business, but in marriage, relationships with your children, whatever the case might be, your colleagues. What do you do? Many times in business, I found that many people do not like having difficult conversations. You could be doing a business deal and they're talking about the equity and everyone's uncomfortable uncomfortable about the discussion about the equity and no one really speaks what they feel. You could be in a relationship and you might have some communication issues and you guys are not really saying what you feel. You're avoiding the truth because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or you don't want your feelings to be hurt. This, by all means, my friends, is a great mistake. When we don't express our truths, we build resentment. It starts like a, a small layer, if you will. And a lot of times you will hear people say, bite your tongue. Don't say anything. And for many years, I obliged that ideology. I really did. But as I've gotten older and I realized, when you do not speak your truth, you only do a disservice to yourself. You are literally physically harming yourself because you want to express what you feel. Now, the truth can be somewhat objective. This is true. But the fact of the matter is, truth is truth, just like good is good and evil is evil. So how do you have hard conversations in business? Well, the first thing you always want to start with is the truth. What's the conversation about? What you want to do is to try to keep your emotions in check. Many times in business deals, when I'm negotiating uh, um, my pay or the, the deal structure, if you will, there's some tense moments as always, particularly when it comes around finances and money because all, everyone wants to make money and everyone wants to make as much of it as possible. But the way you go about having those hard conversations, number one is to know what you're talking about, knowledge. Be very knowledgeable about whatever it is you're about to discuss. Number two, make sure you're as transparent as possible. You know, you don't want to volunteer unnecessary information, but you don't want to withhold any germane information either, anything that is pertinent for the deal to be successful. Number three, stay calm. A lot of times we let our emotions interfere with our judgment. And if you don't learn to control your emotions, your emotions will wind up controlling you. And that leaves you for opportunity to wind up out of control. Let me say that to you again. If you do not learn to control your emotions in business, your emotions can wind up controlling you and you will wind up out of control. 
I often say this to many of my mentees as well. If you do not decide what you're going to do with your life, your life will decide for you. And you might not like the choice that it makes for you. It's, you sort of get it by default. So it's, it's imperative that each of us, we're never attempting to have a conversation that at that particular time could be deemed to be difficult, challenging, if you will. Or even if you're communicating with a person who's not very communic uh, communicative, they don't talk very much. They're very upset and angry. How do I deal with these people? The art of business is not just the product. The art of business is being a master with people. My greatest attribute is not my business savvy. My greatest attribute are my business relationships. And I form those relationships by having great conversations and even sometimes not so great conversations. I will tell you this, though. When you have a hard conversation, even with a person you don't like, nine out of ten times, once you have that conversation, even if you guys don't see eye to eye, there's always mutual respect. And that's the one thing I believe we all crave as human beings. We want to be respected. So how do you have that? By following those simple steps and procedures, and hopefully it yields you the result that you're looking for. Hold on a minute. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, Ethan, where, where does it find you in your business right now? Because you said also that you have new employees right now onboarding right. employees. Where does it find you? The first thought that came to my head not even, is that um, when I try to make decisions, I use logic and not, um, not emotion because emotion focuses on fear and logic focuses based on outcomes. And then we're talking about hard decisions. I know sometimes I've had to let a couple employees go since I've run my business and those are just not fun conversations. And emotion says, hey, I know they got families. I want them to stay. But if they're not going to produce a result in my company, I have to let them go. So having tough conversations is tough. But I know it's necessary and you have to man up to do them. I agree. I, I think the mistake a lot of young CEOs make is they manage with their heart, not with their mind. But I now also have a theory. Here's another thing I want you guys to implement in your businesses. It's called top 10, bottom 10. A lot of times, if you have systems in place, a lot of these conversations are avoided. Let me just say that to you as well. The first thing you want to do is have systems. Your job as a CEO is to make sure that your individuals, that you are leading your, your management team, your executive management team, your, your staff, your employees, is that as that CEO, am I leading my corporation in the direction that I wanted to go into? And Ethan's right. You don't want to keep dead weight around. If they're not performing at the level you're expecting them to perform, by all means, you have to cut your losses and move on. But I just think that what Ethan is saying is true. You know, you, you, you want to manage uh, I know it can be difficult when we let people go, but people have to perform. But again, top 10, bottom 10 is real simple. Top 10 employees you keep, bottom 10 employees you let go. Hmm. It's real uh, simple. What are the numbers like in terms of like how many employees do you need to have to? Well, if, just say for instance, you have, if, you, if you're obviously, if you don't have, if you have 10, two employees, that one go right away. But you should strive to have at least five to 10 employees. What I find people confuse entrepreneurism with self-employment. Mm -hmm. Most people are not entrepreneurs, they're self-employed. And that's what most people don't understand. Mr. J is a true entrepreneur. And when you are an entrepreneur, you're creating opportunities for others. When you're self-employed, you primarily work for yourself. So you guys have companies. And as you're wanting to grow your company and scale your company, you have to have systems in place. 
when you have these systems in place, not always, but what it is, is a preventative measure. So you don't have to deal and have these conversations that most CEOs don't want to have. There are certain matrices that you have to measure your employees' performance, you know, in conjunction with what you're trying to do budget-wise and things of that nature. But if you don't have 10 people, obviously that philosophy would not work. But if you have five people and one of them are dragging the ship down, you're only as strong as your weakest link. A lot of us lack fortitude. It is not easy being a leader. It is not. It's not. It looks cool. It looks cool. You the, the CEO, you got the suit, you got the beautiful car, and maybe the beautiful woman, and you're making money, but they don't see all the responsibility oh. that goes into <laughs> They really don't. They just see the outside looking in. Man, That's I- all. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, and, yeah. but a lot of times you guys are in these positions. So as those CEOs, as those leaders, you have to be exemplary. Yeah. I, I you know, on our call on Sunday, I was, I can, yeah, I was almost on the verge of crying because of so much like that I have going on. And Mr. J was like, well, Sagi, I don't feel sorry for you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't expect you to, but what do you mean? He's like, well, when you do your Muay Thai practice and you are, you know, a new person comes to training, right. And, you know, they get beat up, obviously, you know, and, and, you know, the first couple of lessons are very hard. Uh, trainings are very hard and they're hard physically. They're hard mentally, you know, it's like spiritual, like spiritual, spiritually, they're hard to, to, to be beat down and everything. So um, would you feel sorry for those new people? Or would you be happy for them? Now, yeah, you know, I'm happy for them, right? They're getting the initiation and stuff. You know, it's like, that's how they grow. And um, and he's like, yeah, so I'm not, I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> and well, yeah. But you know what? It's not that Mr. J doesn't care about me. No, 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 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like the words they said. Because you yeah. know what, guys? Listen, the only way you're going to grow is through pain. Right. What do we expect? Yeah. Let's get off that fucking la-la land bullshit way of life. Life is a struggle. Even if you have money, does not mean you're going to be happy. If that were true, Tom Cruise got divorced, Michael Jordan got divorced. They were millionaires with beautiful women. And they still, you know, they didn't work. Why? You have fame, you have fortune, you have money, you have notoriety. You even have a form of power, and yet things don't work. Robin Williams was a multi-millionaire and hung himself. Why? Anthony Bourdain was a famous chef known throughout the globe, traveling all over the world, trying great cuisines and meeting wonderful people, yet he hangs himself. What? Yeah. You people go through adversity, that you need to feel sorry for them? Like I told you. My wife would tell all you guys, my husband is, is a big teddy bear, but he does not feel sorry for people. I feel sorry for children children but adults when you're getting hit by life when life is throwing you a jab a uppercut a body shot and sometimes it's continuous boom 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 and you keep getting hit i often ask people why do you think life is punching you because you're not strong enough many guys want to make millions of dollars they don't understand you're not worthy of it yet Yeah, don't look at Instagram and think that's reality. That's bullshit. 
It's entertainment. TikTok, Instagram, bullshit. Real life, walk outside the door, go on the poor side of your town, and then you'll see reality. It may not be your reality, but you see reality of the world that you're going on. And the world at this time is in a transition phase of leaders. You two are leaders. Now, you're very young, and you might think Mr. J is a bit biased because he likes us. No, I know talent when I see it. You just, you guys are like a filet mignon on the grill. You just need to keep cooking. Just keep cooking. Yeah. Right now, you're mid-rare. Mr. J wants it medium well. <laughs> Still a little time, trust me. But hey, man, listen. Yeah, I appreciate those kind words, and I am passionate about your. And Mr. J, was it Kurt conversation? I'm sure you would agree. It was very direct. No, I mean, one first of all, um, why did I even get reminded of this? Because, like you said, most people just don't understand the burden that comes with growing a business. But on the other hand, you know, there's a huge benefit on the other end of it. So most people go throughout life, you know, without giving enough energy or enough you know, resourcefulness to, to move along, to get that benefit. And then they're stuck. And then therefore there's more pain. But if you push through the pain, you know, it would be at least the same energy, if not, you know, just a bit more to get a lot of benefit in the world. I think that's the, that's the thing, right? Um, well, eventually, I, I, here's what I tell, here's what I want you guys to understand. I did a session this week, with one of my mentees, and I did, it was very intense. Because I'm trying to get him to understand that you don't have to work hard to make money. What you've been taught as a child bears itself out as an adult. You've been, all of us have been taught that you have to work hard for money. Well, I'm not saying you don't have to work. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But if you really believe that you got to work 70 and 80 hours a week to make some money, you fucking crazy. This is bullshit. This, this is all a game. I want you guys to understand the game. That's right. I said game. This is all a game. And unfortunately, most people don't know how to play it. They don't know how to play. They don't understand you've been conditioned. They don't understand. Most of us are not thinking for ourselves. You are being, you're, you're running a program. Marry, children, career, programming. All of its programming. Yeah. And until you can escape the matrix, if you will, when we the topic of this, this, this podcast is how to have a hard conversation. I failed to mention one thing. Forget your colleagues, forget your wife, forget your kids. Most people don't even want to have a hard conversation with themselves. They don't even want to hold themselves accountable. Do you know the downside of being an entrepreneur and a CEO? You answer to no one. You answer to no one. Who does Ethan answer to? Who does Sagi answer to? No one. So when there's no one to answer to, the only one who can hold you accountable is yourself. And most people, because it's human nature to take the path of least resistance, will cut themselves a break. And this is the truth. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. I'm mean, just call. I'm not going to bullshit anybody. I've done that. But as you get older and you want to accomplish more, sometimes the first person you need to have that hard conversation with, my friends, is yourself. Again, 
Neither one of you guys are going to kill yourself to become rich. All you got to do is change. You have to change the way you're thinking. Let me ask you both, and for all of you who are listening on the podcast, when you got out the bed this morning, when you rolled out the bed and put your feet on the floor, was there someone sitting next to you telling you what you can or can't do? How much money you can make or lives you can impact? There's no one next to you. No one. It's you. And the sooner people understand that, that it is me, that life is happening to me and through me, and my life, what I see around me is my own imagination pushed out of me. You created your companies. You created your marriage. You created your children. You created the, the revenue that you have. It's all coming from you. But the deal is Mr. Johnson wants us to go here with it. So how do I do that? By holding myself to a very high standard. I don't want you to shortchange yourself as men. I'm always an advocate for men. And I love women. I'm married to one for 27 years. You know, our anniversary is in two weeks. Uh-huh. I love Marita Dickens. Okay. But no one addressed men don't talk. They don't share their feelings. They, just, just the way we wired, man. If we come across that way, we, we're perceived to be weak, soft, you know, all that stuff that they say, you know, men shouldn't do. I'm, and I'm not saying you should, again, you should go cry to your woman. But when me and you were talking on Sunday... The reason Mr. J was so passionate about me, because he cares about me. I know you can do this. But a lot of times as men, no one encourages us. Mm -hmm. They just don't. Not that your wife doesn't say she loves you. Not that the children don't say, Daddy, I love you. I'm not talking about that. Because you guys do a very good job of worrying it well. We bury it inside, don't we, guys? And just go about our day. And that's cool. But Mr. Johnson wants you to tap in to the divine source of prosperity and success, which all comes from inwardly and in how you think. And the first hard conversation you're going to want to have is with yourself. Forget your wife, forget your children. Take them out the equation. Even take your parents out the equation. The question really is simple. Who are you? Who the hell are you? Yeah. Who are you, man? This is what I'm telling guys all month. Who are you? Who are, what are you about? Are you afraid? You're afraid to fail? You're afraid to fuck up? You're worried about the perception of others? Are you worried about losing a little bit of money? I want to show you how powerful words are. If I told both of you and wrote it down on a piece of paper that you're going to die tomorrow, you're going to die, and you read it and you believed it, it would affect your mental state. Even though they're just words on a piece of paper, there's no proof you're going to die tomorrow. But if someone wrote you a letter and said, you're going to die tomorrow. If someone handed my wife anonymously, Marie handed Maria an envelope and said, Miss Johnson, you're going to die tomorrow. And it was a complete stranger. She would freak out. She would come running to me telling me, husband, someone just gave you this note saying I'm going to die tomorrow. Now, let's understand the concept of what I'm telling you. They're nothing but words on a piece of paper. But the fact that she believes the words will make them powerful. That's what make the words real. It is the same with you. Words have power. There is a scripture in the New Testament in the book of John that says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. What, what I want to focus on is in the beginning was the word. Your word is everything. Everything. Don't speak badly about yourself. Don't put yourself down. 
don't don't downplay yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Don't do these things. You must understand the spiritual matrix in which you exist. Once the vessel, which is you, are the temple of the divine soul, which is you, all of us have a soul. We're aware we can hear each other and speak to each other. Once you, as the individual that is part of the collective, decide individually to say, I'm not this, I'm not that. By definition, by the words of your own mouth, you manifest that into your life. You are the creator of your reality. This is the greatest secret or the greatest kept secret known for all, throughout all, most of all the history. And it's just suppressed from people. What my job is and what I try to instill with you two is to evolve, to not run the program, to not let fear govern you. Because you're only involved with two things here. Fear or courage. And you can be fearful, and but still have courage and overcome that fear. So, again, I know there's a lot of information, but I hope it serves someone and I hope the gist of the message, you know, gets across to people in the right way. Definitely. I mean, uh, Ethan, by the way, if you want to. So oh, go ahead. Man. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, um, I find I find like lately, I really need a lot of courage, you know. Um, so it's definitely there. And, um, and fear is real. It's, you know, the more you grow, and it's kind of like you have to stretch yourself to the limits of like, because before you, before I became a businessman or an entrepreneur or whatever, I used to have my salaries. I knew kind of like what I can make. I made a specific amount. Making about like even 5K in USD is like more than that amount. For me, it was a big stretch. When I made, you know, even like 20K more, 30k more for me it was like oh my god i'm making so much money but then again like the downfalls or the risks that i'm taking when i'm bringing a new team member on board or anything like that are also way bigger than that initial stretch that i made right so it's like every time i find myself in this new situation where i'm like shit like you know whatever is at risk now is like about 10 times a year ago what i used to imagine for myself as um you know as, as something that was scary now it's like a couple of times more scary so you really, really need the courage, like at least for me in this growth mode right now, I'm kind of like breaking through the glass ceilings of what I believed I can make and also of what I can lose. So, um, so the fear is real. And, and yeah, so I'm like, it's definitely something that uh, needs to, needs well, to show up. One of the things I'm doing, Sagi, is we're going to start, I'm, gonna, I'm working with some guys now where we're starting a class. This is, it, and it's just really for, I guess, the general population. Those, a lot of people, you know, respectfully just, you know, don't have the resources to pay what Mr. Johnson charges. But however, there is a huge segment of the population that can still use not just my help, but yours as well. And I think that what you're saying is something that's unfortunately not really focused on is courage. Just imagine how many young people in the world need to hear this information. Yeah. Even with our podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not, doesn't have a lot of followers, whatever, right now, right? But this is what I tell people. This is what I've learned about energy in life. The, the laws of creation are immovable. Like the law of gravity is gravity. You can't change it, you know? And so are the laws. If you keep putting energy into something long enough, by law, it will come back to you. Yeah. This is why I stay excited about it, because I know... <laughs> This is just the process. So why sit yeah. there and be like, look, how many followers do I have? Or, I'm not worried about none of that. Just keep doing it. And yeah. in time, you're where you need to be. Right. Courage, confidence. I want you and, and Ethan to be so filled with confidence. You know, in the book of Hebrews, it says, cast not 
of thy confidence. For in it lies a great recompense or reward. What does that mean? The fact that you're just confident in yourself is a great reward to you. Don't doubt yourself. Have those hard conversations with yourself. Have those hard conversations that people you care about, your wife, your children. Listen, it's not popular being a father. It's not easy, especially when you have standards. Your wife wants one thing one way. You want one thing another way. You know, it's not, or your business colleagues, you see things one way, this person sees things another way. Have you guys ever noticed to do business with Mr. Johnson is relatively easy? You say, Mr. J, I'd like to do this. What's Mr. J say? Sure. What do you want to do? You know why? Because business is simple. People make it difficult. Remember that. Yeah. Business is simple. People. You know why people make it difficult? Difficult? Ego. Ego. Their egos in a way. You know, but anyway. Ego and maybe lack of knowledge and wisdom as well. Well, you know what? Here's a funny story. Years ago, I was on a, a conference call with the University of Tennessee, uh, wanting to implement a drone program at the university. And they had the aviation department on a call and the engineers and, you know, all these doctors and pilots. And I have my team on a call as well. We, you go through your basic pleasantries. Hello, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Right. So anyway, we're, we're going through the meeting. And this doctor, I can't remember her name. She asked me something. And I said, you know what? I, I just don't know. And she says, I want to stop the call right now. This is, those are her exact words. She says, I want to stop the call for a moment right now. And of course, everybody's like, oh, what's going on? She said, Mr. Johnson, let me tell you why I want to do business with you right now. Do you know how many times I've gotten on a call and I've asked a question? And instead of a person saying they don't know, they try to give me some fluff answer. You are the first person in the last five years that says, I don't know. You know what? Because that's what, and I've addressed that to say, what did you just say earlier? They they don't they they lack the knowledge, but instead they'll get out and fluff an answer to people. Yeah. Who you are is good enough, man. Yeah. And here's another thing I want to tell you guys. This word, my buddy told me this. What the hell is this competition shit? I mean, what the? What, are we like playing sports? Is that what's? Is, I mean, what is this competition? It's competition. Comp- what? Co- it's not the. We're not the Dallas Cowboys. We're not playing football. What competition or is anybody talking about? You mean because this guy has a design company too? He's considered your competition? Where do you get that shit from? Before you even knew this person existed, you had your design business. So where does competition? You have a firm. So what does another firm? What that's got to do with you? Absolutely nothing. This bullshit mentality of competition and I got to be better than this guy. You know, man, that's all bullshit. All you got to do is be the best about yourself. Right. I'm trying to tell you guys, man, stop wasting your life worrying about shit you can't control. Stop wasting your time worrying about shit that's beyond your control. Focus on what you can do. Keep a great attitude. This is the big challenge for CEOs because you're wearing the husband hat, CEO hat, coach, counselor, payroll, HR. <laughs> you're wearing the <laughs> at the same time. I know what I'm talking about. Man, listen, man, it's going to be okay. What we need to do is just stay focused, 
keep a good attitude. I cannot stress that to you enough. And here's what I want you guys to do. Today, I'm going through a tough time right now. My cash flow is down. I'm hiring a staff. This, this, that, and the third. How do I keep a good attitude? Well, I just said, have that hard conversation with yourself, right? It's real simple. It's real easy. All I have to do is stay calm. Most people. Why in the crisis, the first thing they yell everybody is stay what? Calm. Stay calm. Yeah. Because okay. why is that? That's the first thing something happens. Calm down. Your wife might be upset. Sweetheart, calm down. Your child will scream. Ah, they fell and hurt themselves. Calm down. And the same with business. This is not working. This is not working. And they get upset. Mr. J says, calm down. You can think your way out of anything. Remember, wisdom will save your life. Money is a comfort. Wisdom is security. I'm going to say that to you again. Money is a comfort. Wisdom is security. We got to tag that. That's a good. That, that, that's pretty good. Money is comfort. Yeah, I should. Thank another you. quote by Mr. J. <laughs> yeah, another quote by Mr. J. Money yeah. is comfort. Wisdom is security. Because you could have a bunch of money and lack comfortability. Yeah. But if you have wisdom. You ever hear it say, once you have it, they can't take it from you? It's true. Wisdom will bring security. Money brings comfort. So. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I'm In terms of money, I guess a lot of people are looking at the need to be secure, the need to feel secure. And when you're a businessman, you have no security at all. No. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. And in terms of wisdom, so where do people get wisdom then? You gain wisdom, wisdom through the application of knowledge. Hosea 4 and 6, the reason I make reference of the Bible a lot in my mentees, I'm not trying to push religion. I'm never pushed religion. But I said that book has ancient principles that we can all learn from. Mm-hmm. One of those scriptures teaches us in the great book of Hosea 4 and 6 that we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Let's look at the word knowledge. You, break, you take the ledge off the word is to know. Well, to know what? What is it you're supposed to know? Well, it's, you have the literal scripture and then you have the Gnostic, if you will. The literal scripture means you're destroyed for the lack of knowledge of the laws of God, the laws of the creator of the universe. You're destroyed because you don't know them. The Gnostic or the hidden meaning of that is that you don't, you're destroyed because you don't know yourself. You don't know what you're capable of. And most people don't. Most people die with their dreams. Hmm. It's the truth. Most people will die with their dreams. Do you know how many young people, I mean, cats that's 22, 23, what the hell is going on in the world? No ambition. This whole stuff should be given to you. Don't want to have a family. Don't want to be married. Don't want no responsibilities. I worry about the younger generation. I really do. You too. Not putting you on a pedestal, you guys, that we're no better than anybody. We just think better of ourselves. Let me say that to you again, all you who are listening to us. You, y'all guys, I like y'all better than us. No, we're not better than anybody. We are no better than the, the, the janitor at the hospital to the CEO of Microsoft. We are no better than they're better than us. We just think better of ourselves. And the whole pr- purpose of this podcast is called evolution for you to evolve or to elevate to another level of thought and reality through the mind, the speech, your emotions, and effort. Those things are quintessential for your overall progression and success throughout your life. And without those elements, 
you find what you have in a lot of society, unfulfilled lives, people unhappy, mass, uh, you know, depression and anxiety and worry and fear. And don't throw the media element on top of that and the war and the COVID and the financial matters. It keeps people at such a high level of anxiety. That's why you have these massive overdoses of fentanyl, meth, drugs, all these things that's destroying people. No one talks about this shit, man. I don't give a damn. Listen to me, guys. You're young, so you don't think like this yet, but you will in time, trust me. When you get to a point in life, you made some money. You got a woman, you got the house, you got the car, you got the bread, you got all that shit you think you really want. And then you're left with just yourself. You're only here for one reason, to help. You've been sent here to help people. And I'm like, I'm not trying to sound all Yoda-ish and just being honest, man. I know you guys are sent here. You're sent here to help people and you're sent here to help yourselves. Each of you guys, every time I talk to you, always want to just help people. <laughs> That's all you guys talk about doing is helping people. That's it. Don't you see? That's why I say you're the chosen. And once you're chosen, you can't be unchosen. You can't, you can't be unchosen. Those of you who are listening to me, once you are aware, you can't become unaware. Once you understand, you, you can't go back to not understanding. Each of us are growing and evolving. And like I said, the topic of this, this podcast was how to have a hard conversation. And I'm sure most people refer that to business. But many of us fail to have a hard conversation with ourselves. Why am I passionate about success? Because you need energy to move things in the world. Your emotions, your energy in motion, your emotions, how you feel are real things, man. But they tell men to suppress your feelings. And most men only know two feelings, love and anger. Either I'm pissed off or I'm happy. One of those two things is really no middle ground. Women got a whole range of emotions. When something's wrong with a man, does he talk or does he shut up? He shuts up. That's up, yeah. See? When something's wrong with a woman, she starts to what? She's wanting to talk. You see, we're entirely opposite. This is why I try to tell people we need to have these hard conversations. Here's a hard conversation to have with your spouse. We're equal. We're, we're equal. We're the same. Well, I'm a man. I can't have a baby, so we're not the same. If I was caught on the highway with an infant, I had an infant baby. I can't pull out my shirt and feed my child, but the woman can. So we're not the same physically. I'm easily seven to eight times stronger than the average woman, and I'm not the same physically. My wife and I were out the other day shopping. She took me to like the Marshalls, and she's buying like honey and pillows and all this crap. I don't do that shit. <laughs> all I did is walk to the register and say, okay, my name is Mr. Swipe, and swipe for it and pay for it. So my mentality is different. So how are we the same? But that's a hard conversation people have because we're equal. No, we're not. That's bullshit. And you know what's bullshit? These weak-ass men that accept it. Because you're fucking scared. Mr. Johnson, I'm scared. You're going to put this on YouTube. Damn, I can't believe you said that. What are they going to do to me? What can they do? You see, but the illusion of fear. A lot of times, CEOs won't even hold their staff accountable because they're afraid to lose them. Everybody's walking around. If you let fear be your governing, if, if in other words, if fear was a flashlight, where, where you shine fear at, you're only looking at what you're illuminating is all your doubt. I am not 
anti anyone. I'm not that women shouldn't get paid the same amount of money men make for the same. I'm not with none of that bullshit. But to sit here and tell me a man 54 years old been on this planet that men and women are the same. Y'all smoking crack, man. That's a lie. And for you young people that believe that shit, you take it in. You know, this whole thing, cancel culture and all that. Man, listen, tell me one person on this planet that's not going to die. Tell me one person on this planet that was born any other way than you and me. So how is it that some group of people can be better than the others? And all this shit, man, the, the world is messed up because people have evil hearts, man. And people don't do the right thing by people. Men, women of different races, they don't converse with one another. Society In America, there's a huge racial problem, a huge racial problem. And guys like us, if you were to put this on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and all that shit, Good Morning America, they probably wouldn't pick the story up because that doesn't sell. Drop uh, positive information, positive ways of life don't sell. Drama does. Murder. Racial discord. War. Economic collapse. That sells. You get a black man and two white men out here saying, hey, listen, we're trying to make an impact on the life, on the world. We want all of us to know that we can have a better life. We have to evolve. We have to change. Da, 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 da. Why would we put that out there? Why would you give the people hope? How about that one? Why would you give them hope? Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I love those. I love those tension. Um, the, because it's truth, you know, and um, in terms of going back to the business side, right? Because we were talking about uh, the equality and everything like that. Um, I think I'm moving it back to business. What are some of the truths that you think Mr. J is told about, you know, growing a business that is the uncommon truth or truths that are just false? Say that again. I mean, in terms of like, for instance, like men and women are not equal. That's one thing, but that's not business. What is one in business is completely false and should be kind of like be called out. Well, I would say it's even that way in business. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> listen to me. They say everything's equal, right? Let us suppose we work at a, a warehouse and there's a package on the floor that weighs 80 pounds. If we're equal, should I lift that up for that woman? No. And that's in the workplace, is it not? Yeah. But, but you just said, no, we'll just bring it back. It's, it's even happening in the workplace, but you're equal. Mm -hmm. So she should be able to lift that 80 pounds by herself, right? But the society would say, you're not being a gentleman if you don't lift that for her. Is this not correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, 100%. I, I do agree. And I, I, I just, I think I want to bring it back for a second for the challenges of growing a business. By the way, this is a complete topic we can have a whole podcast about because like, I think sure. women in the workforce and everything like that, um, at, at least here in Israel, I feel like men are starting to be really being brought down by everything that's happening with women wanting, you know, like they, they, they say they want equality, but on the other hand, it's just like now discriminating men a lot of the times. <laughs> so it's like, that's a, that's a whole discussion. But, but see, that's going, that hard conversation. That's the premise yeah. of the the podcast yeah so it, it, what i tell people is in my opinion and you i hear what you're saying about the men being put down i don't see how any woman 
you know, hot girl summer, working in corporate America, sounds great and cool until you're 45 and you're by yourself along with your dog. See, that's what I, I do with reality. That's cool. You're making money now. You want to be equal. All that shit. This is what the narrative of the world is until you are alone at 45 with your dog. You have no children. You have no husband. You have your career, your, your Prada bag or your your uh, uh, Bergen, your Bergen bag. And you can do hot girl trips and you made a lot of money. In other words, you became like a man. I see. I have these kind. I have female mentees, and I tell them they want to get married. They have great careers and make a lot of money. They're registered nurses, eighty-five thousand, ninety-five thousand dollars a year. I have no husband. I have no children because that's not your focus. Your focus is your career. We deal with real life. Now, am I opposed to a woman working? My daughter is a software engineer. Believe it or not, she just interviewed with Google yesterday. She makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah she's doing Good very luck. well. Yeah, I'm very proud of her. But she also has three children and she tells me all the time, Daddy, I'm struggling to find time to balance everything out. Between my commitments with my job, my commitment with my children and my commitment to my husband, let alone the commitment to myself. So how do I balance all that out without something suffering? Mm -hmm. You see, even in business, let's bring it back to business. Whether it's business, your home, it doesn't matter. It's all mindset. It's the way you're thinking. The reason I've been successful because I have brutally honest conversations with my wife. Most men are not honest with their wives. Most men are not. I know they're not. They tell them what they think they need to hear because you don't want to get in the argument. And to show you how small it makes you when you lose when you lose your 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 masculinity, what makes you a man? When you lose that and compromise that for the betterment of individuals. The only one who truly suffers in that is you. And in bringing it back to business, what are the hard conversations you have to have? I've had to have, man, listen, sexual harassment in business. Dealt with that with employees. One employee harasses another. All types of things, staff, uh, uh, racial discrimination, uh, uh, gender. One guy's a homosexual and, and this guy's not. And this guy doesn't like this guy. Oh, man, people, I'm telling you, man, you need laws. Yeah. <laughs> you need laws, man. Because without the law, the world would be anarchy. But I don't mean to digress, man. I didn't mean to go off on that tangent. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. I think definitely. the only way the podcast is going to work is by having real, honest conversation. Yeah. You know, most people don't, again, most people are even afraid to talk about real shit. They're afraid, man. And here's the big gorilla in the room. Why are we afraid? What are we afraid of? Feedback by others. You know, think about it. Why is everybody so afraid? I, mean, really, I really think about these things. Ethan, what are your thoughts? Ethan gets on the call every week, guys. By the way. He just sit there. I know it's what he does. He takes notes and he's just real quiet. <laughs> Ethan, what are your thoughts, man? Well, the reason I take notes is because I like to, like you said, um, you know, one of the, I was going to talk about this earlier, but you know, we're in the age of information, but a lot of people don't know how to apply it and have the wisdom to apply it. So that's why I'm taking notes. But anyways, um, so oftentimes I will intentionally avoid hard conversations because I am fearful that the other person's going to judge me and not going to like me. And I know that's probably not the right mentality in the world, but it's scary to me if someone doesn't like me, maybe they don't do business with me. Maybe they don't, um, I don't know. Maybe they'll send me a nasty letter in the mail. I don't know. 
Um, but it's not, it doesn't feel good to not be right. liked. So that's go. what I would be. See, there you go. So that's why we avoid it. What did I say? The reason we avoid those hard conversations because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. And you just, um, and so we're here, here. I want you guys on the podcast to listen. Here we have a young CEO saying, and he's admitted, he's being honest. Don't judge him. Don't, don't, don't look at him sideways. He's telling you, hey, Mr. J, I sometimes I avoid those conversations because basically I don't want this person to dislike me. You see, and that is the human nature. All of us want to be liked. All of us want to be accepted. And that's why I know he's going to be well, because he is honest enough to admit it. Now, what do we do about it? The fact that it's hard for you lets me know that you have a heart. And my friend, keep it. You keep a good heart. There's nothing wrong with caring about people. There's nothing wrong with caring about their feelings. However, when it becomes an impediment to the objective, now it becomes a, a mistake. So again, how do we do it? I think Ethan just summed it up. All of us want to be liked. We don't want this person to dislike us. But at the same time, how I was able to become successful, particularly when I was with my days with Disney, I had roughly 400 employees. Now, that were all 400 employees exceptional? Statistically speaking, what are the odds? No, they were not. But over time, I had to learn how to have those conversations. I will say the more you do it, the easier it becomes. But these things are necessary. If not, they can become a detriment to your business. And, and, and not just business, but also in our personal relationships as well. So kudos to you, Ethan, for sharing that with us. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, uh, I, know, I know they're hard conversations, but they're also necessary conversations, too. That's right. And I think that's, uh, going back in business, almost the things that I, you know, problems procrastinated on are later amplified. So sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and just do it. Listen, when you're managing millions of dollars, all of you want to be millionaires. Maybe everyone not listening wants to be a millionaire. That's not a desire for everyone, and that's fine. But if you desire to make seven figures, high six figures, you're going to have some hard conversations. <laughs> I can assure you of that. Uh, not just in business, but even with your family. I spent the week uh, just putting out fires personally with my family members who obviously, you know, everyone's not as fortunate as I am. And as I told my guys, and maybe Sagi, we can end it on this, as I told my guys before the recording started, is as much as I desire for them to be extremely successful financially, equally as important as I desire for them to be good men. Mm. When you have a lot of money, you have resources to whom much is given, much is required, you know, at, at, all, at all times, be kind and be considerate of others because Regardless of our own personal challenges, we, you guys know what I stated earlier about TCJ Earl Tech and what we're down this, this current year. Regardless of our challenges, we're still all very fortunate men. You know, none of us are hungry. None of us are homeless. None of us are without means or resources, even though it might be tight at times given the current economy. But the fact of the matter is we have our minds, we have our faith, and we have each other. And as long as those things are intact, there's really nothing to worry about. Now, everybody cannot say that because everybody does not have that. And in that, I am truly grateful. So those who listen to us today, I hope this call helped you. If I said anything that offended you, oh, well, you'll get over it. And uh, have a great day. Awesome. And we'll end on that note. Everybody, uh, thank you so much for being here with us for this uh, episode. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with someone you care about that will benefit from this truth of conversations, from the wisdom of Mr. J, and from our questions coming from the real business world you know, and kind of like getting the true answers from our mentor. Um, 
So feel free to share it. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, rate us and write a review. Or if you're listening to this on Spotify, please rate us on Spotify. You can just rate five stars. I don't think you can write a review, but just rate us. This would mean the world to us because that will mean the algorithms of those platforms will keep pushing the, the, you know, the show forward uh, you know, to more people. And now, finally, share it on your social media. Share it on your LinkedIn Instagram, Facebook, just take a snapshot right now, right? What a great episode. If you receive some value from this, um, you know, karma goes a long way. Please, we would love to see that, those kind of like shares. And, and uh, we love to see every, every time someone reaches out to us and says, uh, you have a great show. We're like, thank you so much. But yeah, like, you know, if you can make this public, <laughs> this review public, that would be in the world to us. Thank you so much. And, uh, and yeah, just keep rocking. Guys, thank you. As always, we enjoyed it. As always, believe in yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Have confidence in yourself. Know that life is for you and not against you. And lastly, don't beat yourself up. Build yourself up. Have a super fantastic day.